then as soon as there's another game with slightly higher token value, then people are just going to move to that. They're not going to be um, attached to the first game because they never find they weren't finding joy in it. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Campfire Capitalism. I am your host, Desmond Dixon. And today we are going to talk about some amazing stuff from NFTs to blockchain to Web 3.0 to gamification to startups to exiting. We're going to try to talk all about all the cool, shiny toys with my main man, the legend himself, Sam Kamani. Welcome to the show, Sam. Thank you, Desmond. Thank you for this amazing intro. It is always a pleasure to talk with you. I love your energy and I love your enthusiasm that you bring to this podcast. So yeah, let's get into it. Dude, man. So before we try to get into the, you know, to the shiny toys, um, just kind of give us a quick, you know, quick, uh, uh, an idea of like who you are and, you know, a little bit about your, your upbringing and entrepreneurship, investing, advising, and all the shiny toys. <laughs> Yeah, sure, sure. So I grew up in India, but then last um, over 20 years, I've been um, mostly living in New Zealand, but a bit like you, uh, Desmond, I've I've traveled around the world a bit. I've, I've worked in Silicon Valley for a short time. Um, most of my life, I've worked either in startups, building startups, exiting, um, advising, or working for other startups. Um, currently, I run a Web3 podcast where I interview people who are building the new shiny toys in the world of Web3, blockchain, DeFi, crypto, um, all those sort of things. And I also work full-time for a company called Moonstream, moonstream.com. Um, T-O, so T for technology, um, moonstream.to, and where we build the building blocks for um, blockchain games. In the in the last eight months, we have processed over $3 billion in transaction value. Um, so there are games, they want to move to blockchain, and we help them, we help them, or our product helps them do that. So that's in, in short, um, a bit about me. Sick, man. So I got so many questions. So let's start off with this one, which is let's reverse, let's reverse engineer this. So obviously in the blockchain world, it's super expensive to create all the things that go on and the and the scene. Like everyone sees what's what's on the display, but there's so much work kind of goes in on the back end. So just kind of like break down to me. Um, let's let's first talk about gamification, right? So yes, talk to me a little bit about like I guess the philosophy and the mental modeling uh, or the methods around like okay, how do you create something that's gamified? Yeah, so this is something that I have talked about um, quite a bit and. I'll talk about gamification, not in just the sense of a Web3 game or a Web2 game, but just gamification that you can use like um, day to day. And the idea of gamification is to infuse fun into, into any activity. 
so that people want to do it um, they are intrinsically motivated to to do that activity to to give you an example there's nearly three billion gamers or nearly half the world um, games on a ongoing basis or on a regular basis whether it's on a mobile phone or an ipad or laptop or xbox playstation whatever you, um, you name it um, there are lots of different platforms and you know something no government had to ever mandate no parent had to ever say that or no um, authority had ever had to say that you will from now on be gaming at least two hours a day <laughs> for the rest of your life no one had to do that people just do it because they they find joy um they love doing that activity and it's it's not like work um so it's like how can we have those sort of characteristics in other things of our life and improve our life so that is something that i love studying i love looking at and you know, a couple of the things that you can do to add this sort of a thing is um, add these two things. One is like um, competition and the other one is collaboration. Um, so it's just like when we collaborate, we have to communicate in a lot of the games and especially multiplayer games. We have to communicate and come up and, and form teams and things like that. And that sort of um, it just we are social animals as humans and that sort of helps. So um, how can we use that collaboration part of it in other activities of our life? And then the other one is like competition. When competition is done right in a healthy way, it can really increase the engagement. Um, for example, um, I don't know what sports you follow. I follow um, NBA and and imagine um, um, NBA or, or let's say if you follow Olympic 100 meter race, if every player came first, no one came second. If every country, if every team always came first, um, there was no second place, third place, then it would no longer be as much fun. So so competition when done right in a really healthy way can improve performance can improve engagement and and can improve and and add fun to any activity um le let me give you an example so i've got um three kids um toby who's eight years xavier who's six and and phoenix who's one year old um and you know mornings is like super busy time for us and and i've seen like recently i mean if you ask kids to do something they don't do it so what my wife does is it's like she challenges the the eight-year-old and the six-year-old that they are in a team and she's in the team with a one-year-old and they race to see who gets uh, ready for uh, like because you know it's school time and all that so if the eight-year-old gets ready then he goes runs and helps the six-year-old to get dressed because he wants his team to win and and doesn't want the mommy's team to win so it's like it, it's just small things like that you can add um sort of competition and collaboration where they're co competing yet collaborating and um and the sort of type of teams and stuff so um you can add this in any activity you are doing whether it's for work for home for for anything and that's just the side of gamification um but what i'm seeing more and more with the web3 games and where they are lacking or they're failing is that they are not 
um, having good gamification and good engagement. They are all focused just on the token value or on the money aspects of it. And as soon as you involve money, it starts to become like work <laughs> and people will lose interest over time. So this is something that a lot of games are going to discover. I mean, especially Web3 games, because they're so tied to their token value and NFT values and all those sort of things in their ecosystem that um, that they're making this um, vital mistake and then they're wondering why are people because if they're playing people are playing that game just for money then as soon as there's another game with slightly higher token value then people are just going to move to that they're not going to be um, attached to the first game because they never find they weren't finding joy in it um, so yeah this is a challenge that these games need to solve man I just learned something in that first little bit there especially I thought I knew game theory, but the way you just broke it down very simply, the co the collaboration and the competition, it's like, man, like even within a company, you have some gamification. So I'm a sales guy, right? And I build sales teams. Yeah. Part of the process is like, can you build a commission structure that creates collaboration for with the sales, like sales team collaborating with each other while also yes. competing to get to the goal? Right. We're even competing with each other to a certain degree, some healthy competition. Right. Um, yeah. So that's pretty fascinating. So um, I love that, man. So let me ask you this, because next I was going to ask you about the gamification of Web3. So I used to be a gamer back when I back in my old days, right, with Call of Duty. And I love the multiplayer yes. because of the yeah. fact that you collaborate with people around the world and you then also compete against other teams. Right. Exactly um, right. You got it. Why yes. Web3? Yeah. I'm sorry, you made me more aware. So why Web3 games though? So like, I'm trying to like, so like it kind of explains to us like kind of the benefits of Web3 games and Web versus Web2 games. Fantastic. I can definitely answer um, this very clearly. And, you know, the, the key benefit of Web3 games. So, you know, you played Call of Duty and in Call of Duty, you had loot boxes. You got different gear. You There were um, certain sort of guns you got and, and armor you got and stuff. And you, you built your own character. You know, what happened to that when you stopped playing Call of Duty? That character is gone. That all that gear that you got is gone. Imagine a world where all these sort of um, the clothes or the armor or the gear, the grenades, the guns, you could take them out of Call of Duty and bring them to another game, whether it's PUBG or some another game. Um, or if you're done playing with them, you built your own character, unique character, you could sell that character on OpenSea to a friend who is just starting out. That is not possible in Web 2, but it is possible in Web 3. Um, and it's it's possible, the only limitations in Web3 are the creativity. So you might be wondering, you know, okay, the Call of Duty is a first-person shooter game. How would it work if it was a card game that um, the another game that wants to allow people to bring in things, um, but it's a card game. What would I do with my, say, this character or these um, this gun? So say, like, I've got this unique sniper rifle. There's only five in the world, which is very easy to check as well because it's on blockchain. You can go and check. And so what 
I would do, I'm making, I'm the creator of a card game. I want to invite these five people who have these sniper rifle. They are the influencers. They are the Twitch streamers. I know them um, personally who, because they streamed that when they got it and stuff, it was a big event um, <clears throat> or they won at an esports competition and stuff. So what I will do is I'll create like a banner for my card game, especially for if you have this NFT with this, um, this gun, NFT, image, whatever. Um, but if it's the same number on the blockchain, then you will have this unique banner that only you would have in my card game, which has the logo of that gun or something like that. And that way I could see that, okay, um, <clears throat> Counter-Strike has maybe 20 million players or 11 million players or something. And I can see that, okay, 1 million of them have this type of armor or this type of a character. Then I would create a game and I would want to onboard all those people onto my game. And even though if it's made up of fluffy pandas, I'm going to give the fluffy pandas a t-shirt with that that unique um character or unique gun or something and out that way i'll get that traffic what's the benefit for the counter-strike to make this type of a thing that people can go to another one is that the the size of their economy increases because people see that there is utility in their characters and their guns and their time that they have invested beyond just that game and they can trade those things outside anywhere so that is the reason why game developers should start looking at web3 um, because it is providing a lot more longevity to their um, projects and stuff not only it is building a whole new secondary market that they can benefit from when every time the items are traded on the open marketplace like OpenSea and stuff so so yeah that's the difference web 2 and web 3 gaming in in short there's a lot more to it yeah, i was literally gonna say yeah it's like wow they you can get re royalties on the resale, right? Like you're creating an entirely yes. different, you're, you're, you're almost like adding a layer of diversified income by allowing them to cross link it or like allowing it to, you know, leave the borders, leave the box, the little black box that it's in. That's fascinating stuff. Um, Man, just one more, just one like, more thing. It's let almost me, let like me share one more thing about yeah. the Web three games, um, <clears throat> of how the Web three games are growing, and it it is just it is an explosion of of the number of Web three games and and the number of people um starting to participate in that. The other thing that happens is that you know every game that you would have played it would have some kind of currency, whether they, they call it gold or diamonds or gems or or glimmer or whatever they call it you know um every game has and some games have multiple currencies now these currencies like and you know the more you play you get more gold and then you can use that gold to open your loot boxes or or like in 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 many games like in counter-strike as well so the same thing happens in in a web3 game but then the web3 game those are real tokens that are traded on a DeFi exchange, like, you know, one of the sushi swap or any of the, um, so that is real money. And then people want to play, but then they might need a character to play. So let's say if Counter-Strike Web3 or Counter-Strike, uh, there's a Counter-Strike Web3 or, uh, or, or, or Call of Duty Web3, and then you have your character, but then everyone needs to buy that character and they have only 10,000 characters. Um, they release as their first batch. So you need one of these characters to play the game and to earn their their tokens and participate in their economy and, and you know, get their items and stuff. But then if there are so many, if there are a million people wanting to play, their NFT price is gonna go to go to the moon <laughs> in a in a way. Um, so 
what happens is that someone in philippines cannot afford like uh, when it was released probably say um call of duty web 3 was released their character was only 40 dollars but now because everyone wants it it's 3000 or 4000 uh, a kid in philippines cannot afford that 4000 so what they do is they go to something called a guild um <clears throat> like ygg or or there's lots of guilds um <clears throat> there's about 20000 different guilds in the world and the guilds is a collection of people like us who all put in 100 dollars to fund someone who wants to play the web3 game and buys them a character so they have to you know show that they are a real person they are good person they're not going to run away with the nft character and then they go and play in the game and every day they might earn some tokens by playing by getting more headshots whatever it might be you know the first if it's a first person shooter whatever the game might be or card game or whatever and then the more tokens they earn um <clears throat> there might be some sort of a contract between them and the guild that the <clears throat> they'll keep 10% and 90% or 80% will or 20% they'll keep and 80% will go back to the guild and then people who invested will get a cut out of that and stuff so it is incredibly complex so there's already 1.5 million um people who want these scholarships in a way <laughs> scholarship because they get um sponsored or sponsorships um by the by the guilds and there's about 20000 guilds um organizing these 1.5 million players so they all join a guild first they start communicating and then if you want to join a new guild you have to show reference from the previous guild that you are doing well and you know <laughs> you are not going to you're a good person not going to run away and and they're amazing they these some guilds are even as big as 200000 people and they are like better than some of the corporates that are run they're completely decentralized they're much better than a lot of the dows and stuff and this is like a whole new world and th this is how it's going to work because everyone in there in that community is talking you know what's the new games where can we make more money which is more fun to play all those sort of things so if you are in this space then you have to interact in the in the guilds and stuff so yeah it i am so enrolled into the web3 game it just got my like why like it's like using scarcity right so you know thinking about like for the audience they don't know if you guys don't play games so there's a game out there out here called Fortnite and it blew up because it was just so accessible to everybody and they obviously yes. made money through selling things like power like ups and, and clothes yeah. and all types of stuff with yes. the game Mhm. Mm yep. And so what Sam is saying with web3 is is that it's almost a total opposite but it's a total opposite in in, in two regards. One, you can restrict and you create this natural scarcity because there's only a certain number of people that can get access to it based upon the arbitrary number. They can give some crazy number like a million, then you do 100,000, 10,000, you you get the point. But yes. it sounds like the way the way web3 gaming is going you have inoperability or like interchangeability between games like assets between games it sounds like so like which yes. which i find which so so you maybe can buy a gun off of another game and bring it to call of duty essentially right yeah. um possibly right who knows who knows if there's going to be this level of collaboration but it it's super fascinating so let's talk a little bit about like So that's that's what you're doing now, right? Like that's something yes. you're super passionate about is the gaming and web3. So let's talk about like how you got to this point, man. So I think that's super critical. 
You said you're a startup yeah. guy. You know, you spent yeah, so yeah. So I, my, absolutely, yeah. man. So my first, so I actually, I got trained as a software developer, but then I realized that, okay, you can build software, but you still have to sell it. We need people like you well to, to sell it. So I wanted to learn everything about marketing and sales. And, and so the first startup, my first startup was in the e-commerce space. Um, we had our own brands. We were selling in Australia, New Zealand, US, um, some parts of Asia, all that stuff. And then, um, and after that, um, I, I mean, in 2015, that got um, acquired by another company. And and then I joined an esports startup because I've always been a gamer all my life. And so I completely can relate with you <laughs> when you're talking about Call of Duty. And I've played nearly every franchise and Call of Duty and every franchise, like every game in the Halo franchise and and um, Gears of War. So many, so many. Any first-person shooter probably I've played. I've Doom, I've played like... Um, so um, <laughs> I wanted to get back, like go into esports. I, I worked in, in esports. And that startup got acquired in 2018. With that, I was based in in Bay Area or, or near San Francisco for a short time um, for that startup. And while being there, I went to lots of sort of blockchain type events from big conferences to small meetups. And I saw an immense amount, amount of energy even in 2017. So we built some MVPs for MVP as in the uh, minimum viable product, not the most valuable player. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we built mm-hmm. some some minimum viable products and, and just had fun and all that. And then sort of crypto winter happened. For those who don't know, crypto winter is, is in 2018 when all the crypto prices went down and and it's not like the current time this is not what i call crypto winter crypto winter was when ethereum went down from 1400 dollars to 82 dollars so <laughs> uh, so it was a different time um and so kind of like lost touch with all my friends in the blockchain crypto DeFi, all that space and went back into sort of just helping startups advising startups wrote a book on um on tech startups called the 30 day startup so how to build a tech startup in 30 days and and that became an amazon bestseller um immediately sort of fifteen thousand people bought it on amazon and stuff and and that was completely organic no marketing or so i thought okay cool this needs i started talking about that i started a podcast where i was interviewing venture capitalists angel investors all that stuff and, and tech startup founders and then over the last eight nine months i saw this immense amount of sort of um um, energy in in the Web three space and lots of um, lots of high level engineers from fang companies like um, Google and Amazon and Netflix and Apple and all those leaving their extremely high paid jobs leaving those and starting their own companies in Web three so I thought okay cool I have to jump in this space I have to ask them you know what are they saying what why are they moving into Web three what's happening and I did that and I thought, okay, cool. I need to go in this full time. And that's when I joined um, Moonstream. So I still run my podcast on, it's called um, Web3 with Sam Kamani. You can find it on um, any audio platform. Um, and and yeah, so that's how I ended up with, uh, once again, helping um, gaming companies um, harness the power of a sort of Web3 so they can grow their um, size of their economy and stuff. And so at Moonstream, we are already processing over a million transactions a month um, because 
a lot of these gamers, they're going to buy these NFTs to play in the games. They're going to create all sorts of transactions. And this is the real utility that a lot of the NFT projects have been missing. And NFT projects get started, but then a lot of them don't have the the technical know-how and capability. So in those cases, they can use our product. So say, let's say if they want to do like a loot box drop, you know, drop loot boxes to their most loyal players um, of their game or who are interacting the most with their NFT, holding that NFT most and they want to do a drop. Um, our product, they can, um, it can help them identify, they can export like a, just say like a spreadsheet or something of who they want to reward what and then our um, product will create smart contracts and deploy them and do the airdrop. They just have to do the design or the, the look and feel of how their NFTs or their game or things look like and our engine does the rest in the back end on all the web three side of things it does or sort of blockchain side of things so so that's that's in in short how i ended up but since going back i'm having so much fun again because every day i get to talk with the game company so my eight-year-old is really jealous of me he wants my job he's like oh, how come you get to go and look at all these <laughs> games every day <laughs> and, and you're playing with like how to go to school and you're playing with um unicorns and stuff and <laughs> like i said like crypto unicorns is one of the project we are um we have helped uh, build uh like build their smart contracts and stuff and all that so it's it's a lot of fun um so yeah that's how i sort of ended up here <laughs> Dude, you're like living the dream, man. Like you, you're literally doing what you love to do, and you get paid for it. And then obviously, you're you're all about like connecting people and 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 getting to Absolutely. the you know to the yes. to the end of it. So, um, dude, okay. So let's just like you said something that I, I, I I'm super curious because we have a ton of entrepreneurs who listen to the pod. Um, when you sold your company, like yes. talk talk to me about that, man. Right. So like. What was like, was it a overwhelming moment? Was it like, did you, were you bored afterwards or, you know what I mean? In terms of, cause you probably went from doing a bunch of stuff to doing nothing. Like talk to me about like going through that acquisition process. Okay. Like, so the first, the, exiting out of yeah, the yeah. First company, um, which was a successful exit for me, um, a successful seven figure exit for me. Um, so, um, Okay, we were. Um, I grew the company from six hundred thousand in revenue to um, three point two million in revenue, and it, it was extremely profitable. We had massive profit margins in that company and stuff. But um, it was in such a way that um, it wasn't considered a tech startup um, back then. Even though we sold everything just online, and in twenty fifteen, retail was still the king. So we were seen as not the. It wasn't twenty 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 one where everyone wanted the you know the online side of things and stuff so we weren't seen as favorably back then um so we had um so many meetings with so many people who wanted to potentially buy but then each um sort of um so they the say a company wanted to buy us then they would want to come and i mean this is old school companies who are wanting to buy us because they didn't have an online component and they wanted to move online and they wanted to buy us just purely for that so that they can learn from us so then they would spend and waste so much of our time so not only i had to run a business i had to pay the employees and deal with advertising and everything that i have to do um on top of that i had to do another full-time job of selling the company so i would have to go 
um, like entertain all these people who want to come into our company and and see how we are doing things and open the books and everything. So it was extremely stressful. And I thought the process will take two, three months. And it took nearly a year because sometimes they would um, backtrack and then, oh, it's not happening now. And then there's another buyer and then oh, it's happening and it's not happening. And um and some really big publicly listed companies wanted to buy us at one stage and then it would have been the value would have been five times or 10 times more and then sort of all sorts of things happen and it was an emotional roller coaster so i was completely burned out by end of 2015 and then 2016 i took like a year of sabbatical and a year year and a half of sabbatical and just um, did my own thing <laughs> went back did did more coding learn more stuff of what's happening in the in the world and stuff so i could um the exit allowed me to to do that and spend more time with with the family and do that so um that was my sort of first exit the second exit was um, very different because we had already raised money the second startup but i was the coo um and so the money did go uh, a lot of money had to go back to the vcs and the investors and stuff so so yeah that that's sort of the in in short <laughs> the the story um of <laughs> yeah of the two two exits <laughs> man i think it's funny because um you know, when I talk to uh, entrepreneurs who have successful exits, it's it's always they all say that it was a super stressful process. And your yes. your situation sounds a little bit more unique because they you obviously had a competitive advantage that people wanted to like see what behind that you know they want to see behind the mm-hmm. curtain. You know, other people I've seen I noticed had um, you know it just it's kind of messy within the business, so it was like organizational stress of like organizing things to make sure that, you know, they can get the proper valuation. Um, and I've seen other cases where they had to still other, I know a couple of entrepreneurs who had to like stay on with the company for like a year or two in order to make sure that it was, a, you know, a smooth exit. Um, so it's always, it's always interesting to kind of hear, you know, the different exits for entrepreneurs because I'm definitely aspiring to sell my agency um, for seven yes. figures, you know, one time back in the state. So um yes yeah man this is this is good stuff i have a suggestion can i um, can i give you a suggestion (laughs) um (laughs) i love it coach i love it coach me on this pod okay 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 so the thing with the agency model is because i've run and i've owned an agency in in past the agency model is that you don't get higher multiples they give you like you know 1.5x or 2x of the revenue or ebitda or something like that The, the the multiples are extremely low but if you can convert your agency into some form of a product and it does not take you can even if you want you can even go and buy a product for 10k that is similar that serves the the same type of clients it could be a digital marketing SaaS product like software as a service product or some product you can find even for thousand dollars there's a place that sells all these um SaaS products um, where the founders are burnt and they're only making few hundred dollars or few thousand dollars a month. So they'll even sell you because they just want it off their hands. Um, another place you can look is micro acquire um, and acquire or build something, just hire some people and build some small product. And then you can combine the, the revenues from that product and your agency because in a SaaS product, you could get 100x of revenue as your valuation. So build a software product that is highly scalable where someone can take it from there or see what product will solve a problem for your existing agency clients because then you can combine the revenues and stuff. Um, yeah, because agency... The multiples are extremely, extremely low. You can get 
50x the amount that you'll otherwise get if you can add a product to it. Yeah, so I started experimenting. I love how you mentioned that. So I started experimenting with a like a white label software just to see yes. like how how like I could cross sell. And it's pretty effective. I mean, I love it because it just creates a little bit more MR a month. Um, but I definitely want to get into the SaaS game. And I, I, it's funny. I just met a dude today here in Turkey at a co- at a coffee shop. It was only me and him on the second floor. This like nice specialty coffee shop. Smart young kid um, developer, and um, you know he was, he was talking to me about a SaaS company. I was like, man, I might get back into tech game next. I've been, I used to work in, as a head of sales in SaaS as well. So. Um, yes. Yeah, man, you enrolled in me. So you I'll, know I'll the game, man. You know the game. Sell yeah. in about 15 months. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, yeah no, no, that that, that sounds sure. good. It's, yeah. 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 At the moment, the market is down, but that's yeah. fine. It's, it goes up and down, so it doesn't matter. It will come back up. And there's still it's, people looking for good deals all the time. And I'm happy to connect you to any VCs and stuff that I know and stuff in that SaaS game. So, yeah. Heck yeah. I'm all about the, I think right now is the perfect time to build, right? Like the markets pull back, like it's easier to find talent, right? Because I hate to to say that people are losing their job or people are looking for alternative situations or, you know, so I think right now is the perfect time to be a builder. Um, It also creates you urgency because when everyone's making money, it's like, uh, do I feel like, uh, you know, I, I, I'm going to admit, man, like, I, you know, January this year, I was like, man, I go back to listen to seasons, you know, episodes one through five. I'm like, <laughs> you know, do I scale? Do I not scale? Now I'm like, I'm in scale. I'm in scale mode, bro. I am. In, I just hired yes. another person today. Right. Like I am in, I am, <laughs> I am in scale mode. So that's hilarious. So dude, let, 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 since, since we, since we've done some little coaching here, let's talk about one last thing before we wrap up, which is yeah. startups. Cause I know you love startups. And so, yeah. um, and product market fit, right? So, you know, what's an advice or, uh, you know, what's something you could share with entrepreneurs who are maybe interested in creating a software to go along with whatever their traditional services is like, you know, what, what's some game that you can give these guys? Yeah, sure. So how about I, I I'll share about like really early stage, um, early stage and say like you are at the ideation stage or someone's at the ideation stage and want to want to um, to develop something and you know first thing I mean good entrepreneurs do is go and talk to people um, some don't even do that <laughs> because they're too scared someone's gonna steal their idea if your idea is so easy to steal once you make it live people are gonna steal it that's fine you know Google wasn't the first search engine it wasn't the it isn't the last people are gonna copy they're gonna um, so if your idea is so easily repl- replicated then maybe you need to look at other angles of it what can make it stand out so so first thing is okay you have to talk to people to get feedback but um people are not good at giving feedback (laughs) so it's like you know if i talk to someone um and let's say i meet someone at a friend's party and they ask me what are you doing i'm I'm working on this idea i've got this idea of a SaaS product or, or whatever product it might be it's solving this problem the natural thing that the other person is going to say because they are kind and nice human is oh it's fantastic well done or look at you go kind of thing um but um the reality is when you ask them for money 
because people don't vote with their mouths people vote with their wallets <laughs> so always remember that so if they say oh it's fantastic idea so then then you can say is oh so do you want to sign up now it's only 50 dollars a month um sign up right now otherwise it will be 100 dollars a month when it goes live um and see if you can get anyone to end then you will really know because they'll start going oh 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 sorry i got to go get a drink oh i gotta <laughs> I'll, I'll be back i'll, I'll see you soon <laughs> then you'll <laughs> <laughs> then the excuses come out you know so um so the the real the real proof is when people pay you for what you're providing that means you are solving a problem and you want to solve hair on fire problems what i mean by that is say um my hair <laughs> are on fire and you've got a fire extinguisher and you're selling there and you're right next to me and my hair's on fire it's not gonna be hard sell for you let's just say that <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna buy it you know immediately whatever the the price because i i want it desperately so you want to solve those hair on fire problems your um, job of sales and marketing gets really really easy so there is a there is a saying like um you know if the if the product is good if the product is really solving um problem marketing gets um easy and then you can really do like you know you don't have to talk a lot about it you don't have to go and find in influences because people go and talk about it naturally and when the marketing is that um good then sales get really really easy so um so you have to think of the whole funnel because in the early days you're gonna be the product guy you're gonna be the marketing guy and you're gonna be the sales guy <laughs> you are the guy everything <laughs> from janitor to the developer so um so you have to think of of you in six months time when you are selling this product to the person um how easy or how hard it is gonna be <laughs> so so yeah yeah so just that so it's almost what I hear you say is, is your idea, like, can you sell the idea without even ha like, is it, yeah, are you, yes. pretty, can you sell the idea before you even build it? Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. Can right? you sell like, So that's a good, that's a good test, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's a good yeah, test. Sign yeah. them up. Pre-sign them up. Because everyone's going right. to say, people don't want to offend you or offend me or anyone, you know, face to face. It's very different face to face. People don't want to offend. So they are going to say the nicest thing. You know, if I go and um, if you go and tell your friends that I'm thinking of building this, they're going to be encouraging. And I mean, that's why they are our friends. They have to <laughs> encourage us and stuff. But the real test is, are they willing to pay money for that? Um, so talk to people who have that problem, see how much um, they're willing to pay, get a confirmation, get their credit card number, get a pre-sign up, get whatever it takes to get the real proof. And and people really vote with their wallets more than they, they vote with their mouths. Because <laughs> it's easy to talk. It's easy to talk a big game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let me get that deposit. Deposit. Yeah, yeah. Or you yeah. can do the, like the lucid guys, right? Just give me your email and I'll count that as a pre-order. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. 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 That's, that's funny. And, and you know, okay. if it is really so that good, yeah, if it's really that good, if you're really solving that bigger need, people will sign up because they know that they're not going to get this any other way. And this is their only chance. So then, then they will. So, so it is not only a test of your sales skills, but also your, your ability of your product to solve problems. So, yeah. Oh, 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 I think you're going to love this. This made me think about even gamifying that with one thing I, I love, the, one of the greatest 
waiting list gamifications I've ever seen was like Coinbase's wait list for NFTs. Oh, yeah. You sign up and then you see what line your number you're in. And then you yeah. have to collaborate and compete. Like, I love that you get me hip to that's all I think about now. In order to get up, like to get higher on the list, you have to invite your friends. So you're collaborating yes. with your friends, bringing them to this, this wait list. And then you're competing to get to the top to the number one spot. I thought that was the most yeah. clever growth hack I've seen in a few years. I was really impressed by that. It was sick. It was yeah. sick. Oh yeah, I'm I'm still really bullish on on um, Coinbase. They, they're still gonna do well over long term. They have massive cash reserves and stuff. They're gonna be fine. I know their share stock price is down right now, but it is gonna come back up. Full disclosure, Coinbase is like my biggest position. So I'm, I'm I appreciate the therapy there, man. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but having said that, not not financial advice. Do your own research. <laughs> I, I don't know Coinbase, but yeah, yeah, I'm I'm just um, sharing my view oh, from no, an outside I Coinbase. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yo, I thought I was buying the bottom. I was not buying the bottom. I was, not buying the bottom. I was like, oh, what? I'm like 140, cool. Yeah, 140. That's a, oh yeah, it was like 400. I was like, oh, they got all this cash. Their PE is dope. Like four, uh, cool. Nope, 65. Right? I'm like, dang, I took a 50 hit in like seven days. It was, it was not. It was fun. Yeah. But it's all, it's all fun games. At least I didn't own any Luna, man. He said I own any. Was it? He said I wasn't a lunatic. <laughs> Did yeah. you get caught up in that lunatic and uh, the the? No, no, song? not at all. <laughs> no, I, I. Okay, L- let me tell you something about um about my advice on on investing and so I don't invest a lot because I'm investing right now still in my education and knowing and learning about the platform a lot more about all the different things a lot more and I'm I'm waiting. I still think that maybe the market will hit bottom in the next. One or two months, and and that's when I will start. Um, <laughs> I will start investing and stuff. Um, I mean, that's just my personal view. I could be completely wrong, you know. <laughs> it's not the easy. I mean, I know I understand what everyone says that is the time in the market and not timing the market. So I understand that principle. Um, but at the moment, I put all my energy in in learning about stuff and educating, and I invest everything in myself <laughs> that's one place where no one can text you that's... where no one can steal steal it and it's not that easy to lose um so yeah so that's what i'm doing <laughs> smart man dude smart man yeah oh you think you're buying the bottom nope we got we got we got some more pain so i, I thought that was funny so um sam man so what's the best way um let's say uh for for you know our listeners if they want to you know check you out some more and, and hear more of your content what's the best way for them to do that yeah sure so um so go to any spotify apple podcast just look for me um web three with sam kamani 
um, or reach out to me on LinkedIn or Twitter or or just any platform and and I'll I'll respond, connect with me, ask me any questions you have about Web3 startups, gamification or Web3 games or like blockchain games or NFT games. If you have a blockchain game or an or an NFT project and you want to revive your economy, reach out to me. I'd be very happy to, you know, um advise you or over a quick call on what are some of the things you can do or or I'd, I'd you know just give me the questions and i'll cover them on my podcast <laughs> so you can um get those answers and stuff but yeah very happy to help this um yeah this community and and build real good products um in this space so yeah that's me boom yo sam i know you're all about abundance man so i definitely appreciate yeah. you i have i have actually one more game. request i have one more request for your audience and that is I want them to go right now to Apple Podcast and look for and the podcast that they are listening to right now the Campfire Capitalism I want them to go and give it a five star rating and leave a positive review <laughs> that's the least you can do Desmond's working so hard and he's an amazing interviewer you got to do that for him <laughs> help him out guys Oh, love the shameless plug. Let's go. Rally, rally, yeah. rally. Um, <laughs> oh, man, Sam, dude, thanks for coming on. Um, this was so, so much fun. And uh, we'd love to have you, man. Likewise, man. Yeah. Cheers. Likewise. So much fun. Thank you. And have a, have a nice day, man. Good stuff. Sick. So, guys, congratulations. Once again, you made it to the end of the episode. We appreciate your most precious resource on the planet, which is your time. And definitely go check out Sam's podcast, Web3 with Sam Kamani. Um, the guy is super knowledgeable. He can, you know, uh, uh, really break down complex topics into very simple terms. If you're interested in learning, go check out that guy. So see you guys at the next campfire. Thanks for uh, hanging out. Bye. Bye.